You're listening to Derek McCutcheon's Rebellious Jukebox. On Cam Glen Radio. Two double barrels. He spits out, breaks out, only smokes carols. And he's refreshing the world in mind, body, and spirit. Mind, body, and spirit. You better hear it and fear it. Ah, that's the spirit. Saying, sister, sister, how I missed you, missed you. Let's go wrist to wrist. So take the skin off of a blister. If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here. Yeah. 
Put the boys in the better land You're always talking about the boys in the better land The boys in the better land Put the boys in the better land You're always talking about those boys in the better land The boys in the better land Good evening and welcome to the Bellas Jukebox here in Cam Glen Radio on 107.9 FM with me, Derek McCutcheon, with you as usual from 8 through to 10 on a Monday evening. Got a busy show tonight. What's coming up in the show tonight then? So Rodeo Club, they're in. We spoke to them during the summer, but they're in and they're going to be playing live for us as well. And we'll get a wee catch up to see what they've been up to recently. And I'll also be speaking to Hugh Cornwell. He is in Glasgow on Friday when he's playing with the Primitives at the Queen Margaret Union. Uh, released his latest album last year as well. Got a chance to chat about that wee bit with the Stranglers as well. And uh, I'll also mention when I met Hugh uh, back... 78, something like that but a good few new tracks to play for us as well here's the new single from Fat White Family this is Religion for One
Derek McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio.
That was Caramel K there. That's brand new from them. That was North Arona Social Club, and they've been in here and played live for us in the past as well. Now, uh, the, last week I got the chance to catch up with Hugh Cornwall. He's coming to Glasgow on Friday. So I'll let you hear the interview, but first here's, I think it's from the album Monster, and this is Hugh Cornwall with Goodbye Toulouse. That was Hugh Cornwell there with Goodbye Toulouse, and I'm pleased to welcome Hugh to Cam Glen Radio. Welcome to you. Hello there. How's it going up there? Yeah, good. A shug, as you, as you mentioned, uh, that you'll be called up here. That's right. There's only one Shuggy Cornwell. That's what they yeah. sing. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, we're in 2024 now. Do you, do you remember when you first stepped up on a stage for a, a you know a proper live performance? Um, I think uh, the first time, let me think, 
Well, it was when I was at school uh, in a band with Richard Thompson from Fairport Convention, and, and he, cause he taught me to play bass. And I think we uh, his his elder sister was the head of the social uh, events at Hornsey College of Art in London, and she got us some great gigs at these parties that they had on at the Hornsey College of Art, and we actually got paid, believe it or not. And uh, so that was, uh, I think that was probably the first gig. Uh, do you remember a girl, a, a girl singer called Helen Shapiro from the yeah, 60s? Yeah, of course. Did you know the name? Well, we supported her at the Ionic Cinema in Golders Green. That was one of our gigs as well. Was very, we were, that was the hot high spot of our career, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and you've maintained throughout with your music career. Does it get easier? Does it get harder? Um. Some things get easier and other things get harder. I mean, obviously, as you get, as you gain age, you're mm. um, you're, da- you're you're a victim of your um, fitness. So um, things, be- you know, your your joints creak a little bit more than they did the year before or whatever or a few years ago. I think the the, the secret is to um, to to not have too long a layoff. I mean, we've just had a nine month layoff before our last since our last gig, which is in Amsterdam in mm. May last year, and really it's too long. I mean, it 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 um, it because you're making it more difficult for yourself the longer you leave. You see what I mean? Yeah. Do you have to get back in and do the rehearsals then before the the gigs come up? Oh yeah, 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 and um, and we start again tomorrow. We're doing a few more days tomorrow. I'm doing it with the boys because uh, we decided it would probably be um, probably be um, miles in the tank if we uh, if we do do a few run throughs, you know. Yeah. Now, now you may remember me as a spotty fourteen or fifteen year old because the band that the Stranglers sneaked me into the sound check at the Apollo back in the day. That was a while ah. ago. Oh wow! Well, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. Good for you. You managed to sneak in. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it was great. And you know, as a youngster, and 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 that whole revolution of music was happening. You know, to get to meet the bands, and that became a thing for me. Was you know, getting in the town and trying to meet up with the bands, and and obviously bands really engaged with people then, and obviously would pop into record stores and all sorts. But yeah, certainly you sneak me in until the bouncers threw me out. <laughs> Well, yeah, we had a bit of an altercation with a bit of a lack of agreement about a few things, and uh, we were—I think—we were lucky that we didn't—we uh, got out of there in one piece. I think. Yeah, a, a strange yeah. venue. I mean, a classic venue, but I mean, the the, the bouncers would try and keep you in the seats and things, um, which everybody resented. So, yeah, it did get fun at times. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I think it's a multi-story car park now, isn't it? Someone told me. Well, there's a multi-story cinema and. A pub in the basement and that, but yeah, there's still Glasgow still, as you know, Glasgow's still loaded with venues and, and great venues as well. So yeah. Yeah. Is Glasgow always on your list then when you're putting a tour together? Uh well, some are up there. I mean, sometimes sometimes we do Edinburgh or or Glasgow. I think um I can't remember where we did last time. I think we did Edinburgh like a year just over a year ago when Moments of Madness first came out. Yeah. I think we did I think we did um I think we did Edinburgh, so it's uh, yeah, it's back to Glasgow this time. And do you feel a special relationship with Glasgow? We think about that with all the the touring bands, you know, and and people do say obviously, yeah, and and sometimes they may say just in the local whatever venue they're performing at that this is the best crowd. But yeah, a special yeah. relationship with Glasgow. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the best places uh, to play um, anywhere. I mean, in in globally, you know, it really yeah. is because the uh, the enthusiasm and the support is there uh, if you're lucky, and um, they're with you that they they they're with you the whole way, and it's it's a, it's a joy. It's always a joy to play there. You mentioned your latest album, Moments of Madness, and then you toured that last year. But I guess that'll feature strongly in this tour. Uh well, not so many because um, because uh, that that time round we we were doing two sets. We did a a solo set, a solo material set, and then a Stranglers um, extravaganza set. Well, um, because uh, Moments of Madness have gone down so well, and people have received it so. So well, um, we've sort of up the up the importance of the solo material now. So uh, so um, it's a bit like a uh, there's a bed. It's once going to be one set and um, and a bedrock of my solo material, and then we're going to put in diamonds, Strangler's diamonds. Yeah, of you course. know throughout it, and it'll just give it a bit of sparkle. And so that's that's just one set. And so um, we got the primitives with us. Um, you know, band long stand, long standing band with a great reputation and a, a very solid following all over the country. So um, they're our, our special guests, and uh, it's going to be. I think it's a good, a good match. Just talking about the songwriting, Hugh. Do you know how many songs you've written over the years? That have you know that get, went to full production? <laughs> well, if you think there's about, there's probably roughly ten songs per album. Uh, on average, uh, so ten Stranglers albums—that's a hundred. Then uh, ten solo albums again with ten—that's another hundred. So it, it's got to be over two hundred. Um, mm. There's a lot to. There's a lot there to choose from. In fact, we could. We've um, me, Pat, and Windsor. We've uh, we've got arrangements of about twenty-five Stranglers songs. So we could actually do a whole. A whole evening of playing Stranglers songs, <laughs> so that but there just there just isn't time to play everything. You know, it would take if we played everything we'd prepare. We've had to actually cut cut down the amount of material that we're going to play because there just isn't enough time in the evening. I mean, if we played everything we've we've got up running up and running, it would probably take about five or six hours. Yeah, you've been thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> and inspiration wise for songwriting, Hughes, it's still as strong as ever. Uh, I hope so. I mean, I've got, uh, I've already, I know exactly what the next album is going to be called, and I've already got the artwork underway. Because um, uh, you have to, you have to have the artwork ready about two years before the album, because yeah. to get to get it all printed up. So I've got the artwork underway, um, but none of the songs are written. But but I've got loads of ideas. You know, and I'm, I'm maybe later this year. Twitch, I'm twitching to go back in the studio. It's about two and a half years since the album was fit, since Moments of Madness was finished. So it's about time. You know, it's I'm I'm very regular like this. About two years after, two and a half years after yeah. the album's finished, I'm I've got a, I've, I start getting itchy, itchy feet to go back in the studio. So it's um, just to see. It's really a just to see what happens. You know, because it really is a. Uh, a voyage of discovery for me when I go in the studio. Um, I don't finish off. The songs aren't finished when yeah. I go in. I, I deliberately leave them unfinished because you never know what's going to happen when you go in and mistakes happen. And sometimes you go, oh, well, that was a mis 
what 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 did you do there and my engineer goes oh sorry i pressed the wrong button i go no i like that <laughs> so you know you never know what's going to happen so it's good to leave things open-ended so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens and songwriting Hugh, are you thinking of all ideas all the time or do you set aside time to do the songwriting how does it work for you now they well they they select you you don't you don't pick mm. a time for them they pick a time to to occur to you i find and suddenly you get an idea in the middle of the night and you have to sing it into a recording or a, or write a title down or something uh it can happen anytime and you just got to you just got to make sure you uh, you pick up on it sometimes i haven't um i haven't i've been lazy and i haven't rec- i thought oh yeah i remember that and then and then i didn't remember it and i think shit why didn't i why didn't I write that down? Damn, what was that title I had? So, um, but hopefully they come back, you know, they come back to you. And you did the album This Time It's Personal with John Cooper Clark. Was that a, a kind of dirty pleasures thing for you? That was great. It was fab. I mean, that started out with just um, MacArthur Park, that um, that opus that was a number one all over the world in um, for Richard Harris in this oh. in the 60s. Uh, early 70s he late no late 60s um yeah i mean uh originally i just thought of doing that and we did that and then showed it to his record label and they said well this is great but um but it's only one song you know we need so then we ended up doing a whole album um it was good fun john's a lovely bloke and um and he's got a great voice great baritone voice you know very surprisingly good and did the songs pick themselves then yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd made up a short list of songs for it, suggest to suggest to him, and he said, "Great, I know that, I know that." And, and when he came in to do the singing, he didn't have any, he didn't have anything written down because he knew all the songs so well. Anyway, you know. And obviously, you're coming to Glasgow, so it's, it's the Queen Margaret Union. Have you played there before? Uh I might have done it with the Stranglers many, many years ago. Is that possible? Probably not because we did the Apollo, didn't we? Yeah, the um, Apollo then Battlelands and yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I have done it. I don't know, but um, yeah. I've got, heard good reports about it anyway. Yeah, no, it's a good venue. So that's the 19th of January, which just so happens to be my birthday. But not that I'm asking for anything special. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> and you'll be playing some of the classics as well. What what's the performance look like? Is it a full band performance then? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Oh, of course. Yeah, why? Why did you think it might have been just me by myself? No, no, I, I was just double-checking right enough. But uh, And as you mentioned, the prime <laughs> evils as well. So, <laughs> Well, it's a full band, but, but when I say full, there's no keyboards. Yeah. Um, shock, horror, shock, horror. I I haven't uh, had keyboards in my in a band line-up for many, many years. And um, the reason is because it's a point of distinction between... Uh, it's a, it's a point of distinction between what I do and, um, as you know, the Stranglers are still going mm. and um, they do have keyboards. So uh, it's a point of distinction. I like that. Um, otherwise, they, you wouldn't be able to tell us apart, really, apart from the voice, I suppose. But, um, yeah, and the that serves me well because um, the, the, the arrangements of the old Stranglers classics that we do Mm-hmm. Are are different, are slightly different in the sense that um, if the keyboard pieces might be um, <laughs> might be part of a guitar part now, or 
Or, for example, Strange Little Girl is played on the bass. The keyboard's yeah. played on the bass because if you listen to the original recording, the bass part is very, very minimal. There's hardly, John's hardly playing anything. So there, there's room there for the bass to incorporate the keyboard part into what they play. And um, and it works really well. So um, so we've got these tricks, you know, of, of recreating the classics. And some of the earlier Strangler songs were written as a power trio anyway. You know, this they were yeah. written roughly around about before Dave even joined the band. And um, so they're written bass, guitar and drums. So they, they lend themselves very well to a, just a trio anyway. Hanging around works great as a trio. So, um, so that, and it's refreshing for me to uh, to hear these songs in a new, and hopefully for the audience too, to hear them in a different, in a different, um, slightly sounding slightly different. You know. Yeah, of course. What does a Hugh Cornwall audience look like these days? Uh, well, I mean, last time I was out, it's um, it's a it's a cross section of there's. There's two extremes, and there everything in between. There's there's the uh, the Stranglers fans that have been kind enough and patient enough to follow with what I've been doing solo wise, and um, and still come and see me and had the interest. So there's those, and then there's there's another uh, uh, the other extreme is is people that weren't even Stranglers fans, and yeah. they just like my solo stuff. And they've they've discovered the Stranglers through my solo stuff. It's very funny. So so there's a it's a complete cross section between those two extremes, and um, it's it's interesting, you know, the the um, the, the the difference. Being, being a bit older, Hugh, I mean, I remember the days when you, you talk about music, and you had to lend people records and things to to let them hear it. And but music is so and I hate the streaming and all it kind of stands for. But music's so accessible these days that a lot of the young bands that come in and and you know you say where's your influences and they'll say like the, the Stranglers or Joy Division and I think yeah you weren't even born you know how how do you even know that? But I know it's remarkable, isn't it? I, yeah. I remember, do you remember a bloke called Malcolm McLaren? He was a yeah, sex manager. Well, I always had uh, time for Malcolm. He's a very very thoughtful man, and he had a lot of interesting ideas and. Um, so I remember one time I had a chat with him a, over a drink and he told me that um, it was when CDs had just come out. And he said, yes. the amazing revolutionary thing about CDs here is that, that it's made all music the same age. You know, you get to pick up a CD and it could be a jazz record, a Miles Davis record. It could be um, a Sex Pistols record. It could be a Joy Division. It could be anything. And they're all the same age now because they're all on CD, yeah. and they've, they've all been re-released now. <laughs> and um, and that's 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 why uh, you know these young kids can can have these influences from times before they were born. You know, I mean, I've got influences. I'm influenced by people that that are that were dead when when I when I was before I was born. You know, like. Yeah. Um, some of the jazz greats, Nat Adley and stuff, they, they're a big influence on me. And he was dead before I was even born. So, um, you know, who knows? Yeah, no, it's just that thing about you'd have to, well, you'd lend people records, you'd never get them back right enough. But then along came CDs, and I sold a great record collection as well on eBay because that came along. But um, bit of a collector again, but it was always nice to have vinyl and to have 
you know, all the artwork and lyrics and stuff <clears> like that, which you kind of miss with the, the CDs and streaming. Yeah, for uh, vinyl, you've got to have vinyl these days. Everyone yeah. loves vinyl, it's great. And when you open that 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 uh, covering on the vinyl, the smell as you open the sleeve is is something else. It's a yeah. it's a unique it's a unique uh, experience that, isn't it? Yeah, nice to have something in your hands. Yeah. So Hugh, you've got the gig and the album's still out there, and you're you know you're talking about maybe a new album. So where's the socials where everybody can keep an eye on what you're up to? Yeah, I mean it's all on. Whenever anything is confirmed, it goes on the website. Um, I don't. I'm not actually a social media person yeah. myself. I don't. Uh, I don't. It doesn't suit me. I find it's a it's an invasion of privacy. Um, but I. But obviously, anything that is um, that I do professionally is is announced. You know, through all that. So um, hopefully, um, hopefully that will still. <laughs> hopefully that will still be working, and. Um, and there's a new. Um, I'm very excited about the, the new clip, video clip we've done for "I Want to Hide Inside of You," one of the tracks on um, on uh, Moments of Madness that we spent. Uh, I spent about nearly six months working on it. It was great fun, and uh, it's finished now and just gone up. And that's um, that's uh, one of the one of the um, the tracks that we're we're playing this time round that we haven't played before. So it's quite exciting to be playing stuff. That, that hasn't seen the light of day before. You know, it's great. Mm. Live-wise, it's great. And that video's out there just now, then? Yes, yeah, yeah, up on YouTube and yeah. uh, all, all the things. You go to my, if anyone goes to my f front page of my site, it says, watch watch the new I Want to Hide Inside of Your Film here, and they click there and they go straight, get taken straight to it. Good fun. Hugh, thanks for doing this. I mean, we could delve into your career and there's loads of stories to be told. In fact, I've just ordered this week, I've ordered your um, A Multitude of Sins. Have you really? Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll delve in uh, and find out everything that, that's happened over the years. Oh, great. Well, I hope you enjoy that. We're, um, we're, ho we're I'm sort of working on a side project. So there's part of that book that could become a, a TV pro uh, series or a or a film. We're we're just um, in the initial stages of um, of getting some interest in that because there's a, a lot of uh, things went on in Sweden that that, um, <laughs> that yeah, it's like a fair, it's like a fairy tale. It really is what happened there, yeah. and um, people wouldn't believe that this really happened, but it did. Um, yeah, so. Um, well, I'll see you next week in uh, Glasgow then. Yeah, the the Queen Margaret Union. Now, we're going to play out with the, the track from the last album, When I Was a Young Man. What's that one about? Great. I mean, a lot of people have been focusing in on that, uh, honing in on that. It's Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, because it was all done in lockdown, uh, that album. Um, you know, there was a lot, it was a lot of time for introspection, people looking into themselves and oh. looking at their life and what has happened to them. And so I started pondering about my childhood and my parent relationship with the parents. And you start remembering the incidents and things that happened. So uh, so that that's really what it's about. Do you fancy introducing it, Hugh? Hello, it's Hugh Cornwall here. And you're about to hear When I Was a Young Man from uh, the last uh, released album, uh, Moments of Madness. When I was a young man, when I was a young man, I never 
navigated stormy seas between the shifting sands when I was a young man when I was a young man investigated all my needs whenever I hit land mother please forgive me for forgetting you forget father I forgive you for regretting that we The legend that is Hugh Cornwall there, and that was uh, from the the latest album there when I was a young man, and it was a good to chat to him. I had obviously, as I said, bumped into him back in back in the day, I guess when the, the Apollo was on the go. Now I've got some brand new music to play tonight, and this is the first of our, well, this is one of them. This is the Gyro Babies, and this is Landfill Culture. I'm ready. Murdering something, but I struggle with mumbling. 
I was scattered ashes there now tonight when I was putting my playlist together. Um, I've got a band coming in from Dublin tomorrow who are playing in broadcast, Sunburn. So that uh, there's a couple of bands for Dublin I like. And scattered ashes is one of them. So that was them with Take Another Piece. And recently I bought the new Sprints album and they seem to be doing great things. And they're from Dublin as well. So here's a track from the album. This is Shaking Their Hands.
You're listening to Derek McCutcheon's Rebellious Jukebox on Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM.
Discover new music at listener-powered kexp.org. That was a muddle capital there with uh, GG's recovery, and that's the title track from their last album. And uh, season brackets live in KEXP. So I'm not 100% sure if that was live at KEXP, but I suspect so. Here's Scout Gillett, and this is Signal. That was Scout Gillett there with Signal. She's coming, well, she's all the way from Brooklyn and she's coming to Glasgow on Thursday, the 21st of March, to play at the Glad Cafe as part of a Pop Mutations and Freak Ender bill. Here's a Bunkhouse, they've got a brand new album out. We've got Bunkhouse on our daytime playlist, I think, with Care. But here is the title track from the new album This is My Reptile Brain. Maybe 
Kitchen. On Cam Glen Radio. I am waiting on the bus. It says it's here but never comes. And I can't feel my hands or feet. Cause private public transport sucks And I am waiting on the bus Says it's here, never comes And I can't feel my hands or feet Cause private public transport sucks And I am waiting on the bus It says it's here but never comes That was Soapbox there, they were in on Nicole's show before me and they were chatting about their new single, that's a brand new single there. Now remember, stay tuned, Rodeo Club are just about ready to go live, so we're going to hear some music from them. Get a chance for a catch-up as well, find out what they've been doing since the summer. But first here's Bella and the Lagosis and this is Sweeping Sapphire. Yeah. 
That was Bella and the Lagoses there with Sweeping Sapphire. Now, I know they were in at the weekend at Green Door Studios and recorded three tracks, and I've heard a wee snippet from them. Not the fully mastered versions, though, so looking forward to getting some new music from them. Now, I've got to welcome Rodeo Club to Cam Glen Radio. Welcome, everybody. Now, we, we spoke in the summer um, and we had a bit of a chat about the band and there were some changes just happening with the lineup. So, maybe Lucy, you could introduce the, the lineup as it is today. Yeah, so um, I'm Lucy, I'm, I'm the lead singer, and then we've got Jordan on bass, Danny on lead guitar, Dean on rhythm, and we've got a new drummer, Callum, is on drums. And that was at the Croic Multiverse. What did you think of that? Oh yeah, it was great. It was our first festival, so it was really good to um, play on an outdoor stage for the first time. So yeah, it was great. And it was scorching, wasn't it? I know, it was absolutely roasting. So good. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I stayed in, was it Thornhill? The, the place that's just right next to it as well, so stayed overnight. So it's so pretty cool. Line-up-wise, you know, I, I could have done with some more alternative stuff in that as well, but, but as, as a festival, it was pretty cool. And it's only like... 50 minutes for Glasgow or something, know, an hour. so handy as well, yeah. So um, we just made a wee weekend of it, so it was great. Really good, great experience. And uh, what have you been up to since then? What's What's been happening with Rodeo Club? Uh, well, changing the lineup. obviously. New drummer Callum, and then we played a gig last week. Uh, uh, well, nice and sleazy with uh, Pedlo. So we haven't been up to too much, to be honest. Just trying to get this lineup solidified and getting all the tracks up to scratch, really. So you're going to perform live for us tonight, so we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> um, so we'll get some songs from you anyway, and we'll, get, we'll have a chance to chat some more as well. What are you going to play for us first? Um, we're going to play our uh, debut single with the, that we released in April last year, Promises. Right, whenever you're ready to go.
Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, it remind, and we've, we've probably discussed this at the summer, but remind us about the songwriting then. How do you do your songwriting? Um, it's Most of the time we kind of do, the boys come with an idea to practice um, and then we're kind of just fitting the lyrics around it. Sometimes um, it's kind of the opposite way around, that we do lyrics first and then... Um, and then kind of get the music on the other side. But um, Dan, uh, Dean and Jordan are um, pretty involved with the music side of it. Um, uh -huh. And then Dean and myself, most of the time, write the lyrics as well. So in the main, then, melody first, and then do you, uh, do, you do the lyrics, Lucy? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dean helps me out with that, but yeah, most of them, mm -hmm, it was me. <laughs> and are you a musician at all? Can you pick up a guitar or anything? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The boys would say no. Um, no, in the very beginning of the, of the band, before we started gigging, we didn't actually have a bassist, so I did <laughs> dabble in that. But no, I'm not really, um, not really into it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking about you know, obviously, you know, lyrics for a melody. You know, if, if you're able to sit in the house and do do something, you know, that would obviously maybe help you move on a bit. Yeah, sometimes we'll sit with like, um, if a couple of us are free, we'll go into the space and rehearse and just like um, kind of bash out together, just work together on it. So in the rehearsal space, then those the, the guys will bring us an idea then, and you'll just work on it then. Yeah, pretty much. We just kind of um, they, the, normally the boys will come with an idea, and we'll just kind of build on it. And like, and it, <laughs> normally it builds and builds and builds as the weeks go on. It's not really just a um, like a one session, and then that's a, that's the final song. Like we'll ha kind of probably hash out most of it. Um, in one sitting and then like we'll just kind of add layers and, and tweak it and refine it as the weeks go on. And lyrics then, are you making notes all the time, you know, ideas? Yeah, sometimes you're just kind of um, like driving or walking down the street or whatever and just whenever I get a minute I'll like, um, I'll just like take a quick note of something that I've heard or something that I've thought of, yeah. And the final thing then about the songwriting then, subject matter? Um, it can be a wee bit different actually. Um, most of um, the lyrics that I write is from like kind of personal emotion or like um, circumstances that I've experienced um, or that we've all experienced. Um, we're actually going to play a new song that's not been released um, next, and it's just basically um, we decided to write it because we've, as a band, there's quite a few of us that have lost somebody this year, and everybody has lost someone in their life that's important. So um, we just decided to write it about that one, yeah. And uh, you just don't have a problem then with the kind of personal stuff? No, I think it's a wee bit of like an outlet for us. Um, it's it's quite nice. I, I mean, it definitely was for me. Promises is about a um, relationship that um, has its ups and downs, but um, you kind of just need to let everything go. And that was a kind of release for me because it was a personal um, emotion for me. So it was good to just kind of write that and it actually helped me like move on from feeling like that. It was, it's just quite a good wee release. Are you good for the next one then, the, the new one you said? Yeah, definitely. What's it called then? Um, it's called Talking to the Stars. Right, maybe you're good to go then.
Well done, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that is a kind of heartfelt one. You can see, you can see that, obviously. What is the recording plans? What what's the, you know, if you get studio time in your sites, you know, what's going to be recorded first? Uh, yeah, we're just we're just talking to a couple of studios just now to try and get some stuff uh, in order. Um, definitely going to record a new single. Um, don't know what song that will be in it yet, yeah. but definitely a single at least, and then. Maybe later in the year we're looking at maybe even recording an EP. And what what is there out there just now, Jordan? Is it three tracks, three singles? Yeah, there's just three tracks out just now, yeah. Where did did you record them? I recorded them with uh, Mark Morrow over in Edinburgh. Right. Uh, I'm not actually, obviously if you're speaking to different studios, then I'm not actually where where the future's going to be. And an EP, are you going to release them like singles, or do you think you maybe hold them all and put the EP out at once? Um, We're... We're not quite sure yet. We're definitely um, going to release one or two singles, and then um, I don't know if those singles will be on the EP or the EP will be completely new tracks. Depends uh, how the writing goes, to be honest. Yeah, it's a whole science itself. Do you know how you release stuff these days? You know, it used to be you'd release a single and you'd have albums and stuff like that. But I don't even know if that means anything these days. Obviously, with all well, the streaming stuff, it's certainly a minefield. We can say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're going to do five songs for us. So a third one. Then what are we going to do next? Um, our next song is um, called 1934. This is actually a tune um, that we decided to write because um, it was about the Barrowlands uh, music venue in Glasgow. Um, just because we decided that um, everyone you ever speak to who's went to see an act in the Barrowlands always says it's epic. So we decided that we would write a wee song about it. And 1934, what's the significance? Um, that is when it was built. <laughs> Right. I've done the, the, the Open Doors Day, I did the Barrowlands tour. Oh, <coughs> and the guy that took us round, it was excellent, you know, because you get the whole history of the place and obviously you get to see behind the scenes as well. So is that on the, the bucket list then? Oh, definitely, yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, some place. And if you get the chance, if you've not done it, if you get the chance to go on that Open Days tour, I know it's, it's always oversubscribed every year, but uh, that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, definitely we'll do it. <laughs> right, so 1934, I'll let you go on with it.
thank you once again. Now, not quite 1934, but my first gig at the Barrowlands was the Beastie Boys, their first time around, and it descended into absolute chaos. So that's one I can always talk about. Uh, they had the, the British press were giving them a right hard time, and uh, they came on, and uh, I think they get booed off the stage and get cans of beer thrown at them and all sorts. Um, yeah, because they were a bit rebellious then, then they were on the basis of a great talent as well. So, yeah, and that was my first experience of the, the Barrowlands. The gigs wise, then, you know, what's, what's been highlights for you? Jordan was going to talk there, but I took, it back, took the mic back. Um, yeah, we um, headlined King Tuts in August last year, and that was definitely a, a highlight for us. But um, I, I definitely playing our first festival as well was a big one. But was that the Croic one? Yeah, yeah, that's the only festival yeah. we've done so far. Yeah, and I mean, you had, you, you've obviously got quite a big crowd you take with you as well. Yeah, we've got, we're really lucky to have like lots of friends and family that seem to travel wherever we want to go, so we've always got... Quite a few, yeah, definitely. Quite a few T-shirts popping about and stuff. Yeah, that was that's what I was going to say. The T-shirts, and yeah, obviously you had a gig last week. But have you any lined up just now and worth mentioning? Yeah, so um, we're doing a gig swap with the Luchers who are from Dumfries. So what they're going to do is headline down there, and then we'll be headlining up here and then supporting each other. You know, like switching about the support and stuff. Um, so the Dumfries ones confirmed for the twenty fourth of February, and the Glasgow ones yet to be confirmed. We're just uh, trying to confirm a venue just now. And what's it, is it the venue in the place? What, what venue are you using? Yeah, the venue is called The Venue. Yeah, so yeah. that's where we'll be playing, yeah. And and obviously they'll have quite a big crowd at that one, won't they? Oh, yeah, they, they pull in quite a big crowd, yeah. And uh, the, as far as the band's concerned, Dead John, you're from Dumfries, is MDL else from Dumfries, is that? No, all the other guys are from Glasgow, and uh, our new drummer, he's from Carluck. Right, that's, well, that's Carluck, South Lanarkshire. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. sure. Um, we'll, we'll find out about your socials and stuff like that where we can keep an eye on these things and obviously uh, when do you think the Glasgow gig will be? Um, probably a month or two well probably a couple of months after the Dumfries one we want it a bit spread about obviously if right. it's going to be roughly the same bill we want it to be spread about so that people would come to both hopefully Right, no problem uh, Fourth song now what are you going to do for us next? Uh, we're going to do another new, another new one it's called Love Me. Right. We like new songs. Nobody else has heard. Have you ready?
Just double checking that that's the end there because the pause is in the middle. <laughs> Might have caught me out. Yeah, that's the end. So, you mentioned festivals then. Have you applied for some festivals? Are, you, are they in your sights? Yeah, we've, pl- we've actually applied for loads, so um, I'm sure we'll be hearing back soon if we've got any. Now, I, d- I didn't mention it earlier, and we'll maybe just reflect on it because I probably did ask you in the summer, but what about influences then, you know, between the band? You know, what kind of influences? What kind of music? I certainly think like um, shared influences are things like Fontaine's DC, uh, like the Snuts, things like that. Anyone else want to add stuff in? Um, yeah, who did you say? Oh, yeah, um, we listen to a lot of different um, types of bands, like each, so we kind of just bring all them together. So um, a few of the main bands that we're really into just now are like um, Murder Capital, Fontaine's DC, Sprints, um, Radiohead, I know that was all Irish bands there before Radiohead, <laughs> um, but the Irish bands are making a, a massive impact in the music scene just now, so um, they're definitely um, a massive influence on what we're doing just now, but yeah, um, we're just kind of trying to make our own little um, sound out of our wee influences as well, but I um, don't know if it's working. <laughs> yeah, just uh, rhyming off my playlist, is, uh, I bought the Sprints album last week or the week of four, um, the oh, one of the, the Dink, the limited edition ones, <coughs> and uh, I played Fontaine's DC earlier. Scattered Ashes, that's another one as well. They were kind of married last year or the year before, and they're a, a Dublin-based band. And I've got a band coming in tomorrow. They're playing broadcast tomorrow night, Sunburn. Oh, and they're, they're from Dublin as well, so they're going to pop in tomorrow during the day. Now, um, I mentioned socials then, so... Th- we should be looking to keep an eye on what you're up to. Uh, we're on all the usual ones, Facebook, Instagram, um, obviously we're on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, just, yeah, Twitter or X, whatever it's now called. Mm. And studio, you know, when do you, when do you see yourselves getting in the studio? We're hoping probably March time, late March, I think. Right. Now, one last song from you, Zen, what's, what's the last one? Yeah, our last song is called Out of Sight, which was our last single. Right, whenever you're good to go then. Thank you. 
go. I'll just let that drop out there. Thank you very much. Do appreciate it. Uh, no, it was good that we obviously spoke about it in the summer and that we were able to do it. And, you know, I do appreciate the bands coming in and all the setup, you know, and bringing all the equipment up, all that stuff up the stairs. And, and I've never seen pedal boards, so it's so large as well, so uh, as, as well as the drums. So, yeah, no, thanks again. Uh, it sounded great. Yeah, and uh, we'll Probably. catch up with you at a gig somewhere nearby soon, hopefully. Yeah, thank you, Derek. We really appreciate it as well. Thank you. Now, this is uh, Sunburn that are coming in tomorrow. Uh, they're playing a broadcast tomorrow night, and this is Rainy Day. McCutcheon on Cam Glen Radio.
That was Sweaty Pamsey with La Peste. I'm just about time for me to go. I'm going to close the show with Dr. Normal with Pluto, but up next is Fairy Tales by Stockholm Monsters. Now, Jed Kelly from the band has released a book, um, Factory Fairy Tales. He's obviously involved with Factory, and I'm hoping to get a chat with him as well. So here you are. This is Stockholm Monsters and Fairy Tales.